joined by Mr. Drew Olson. Drew, how are you? Living the dream, brother. You know, it's another day, Man. another dollar. What's up with you? Man. Oh, I worked this morning. It was terrible. Now I'm here. It's fantastic. And uh, On today's show, we have a special guest from the Timbers Army East Coast Platoon, uh, Sharat Ganapati. Sharat, did I say that correctly? Did yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Fantastic. That's Fantastic. a first. Good for me. I feel very well. Well, you nailed it for a white person, but you know, I'll, I'll let that pass. <laughs> you know what? That's fine. I can take that. Uh, especially the last person that we had on the show. I butchered his last name, yeah. so I feel it was okay. just like Molina, right? I think. I thought it was a bit more complicated than no, that. No, it's. Group, but it's me. I have a lot of Molina. It's really not. That okay. Difficult. Cool. Okay. Fantastic. So, uh, how you guys doing? I'm doing all right. It's a fantastic day here. It's warm. It's sunny. It's a great day. The Timbers play in a few days. That's even better. Yeah, it's an odd weekend without a Timbers game. It feels like a hole in my life. Uh, is anybody watching anything good right now? Because, you know, there's not much to a uh, land. I watched the second Harry Potter movie this morning. Oh, cool. Good for you. Did you enjoy that, Drew? You and your chamber. I did. Teams. You know, I had, I, I'm like the last person in the world, but uh, yeah, it was good. I haven't read the books. It was entertaining. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did it for my girlfriend. There you go. Look at you being the hero of the day. Uh, and, and it was also prep for Wednesday because of Valeri's wizardry in the midfield. Oh, he's not going to be playing, though, is he? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to make of that. Like, do, do, do we think it was a red card? Because I was not convinced it was a red card. Oh, come on. It was about as obvious as it gets. Okay, if that, it that's a red card. That's a red if card. If it wasn't towards goal, I could argue. I mean, well, it was a second yellow. Was it? Because I thought it was a straight red. I thought he no, was no, no, no. There was a yellow given, it's... and then he refused to get off the field. And I think the second yellow then came on, so made it two yellows in a row. Well, the, thought... no, the right? first the first yellow was protesting the PK, which yeah, was an obvious yeah. PK. And then the second one was when he kicked the ball into what's his name's face. Yeah, both of those I think. So whoa, well, no, that was um, Bingham got the yellow. Okay, that's what I got confused. Yeah, Valerian Bingham, Bingham got yellows. Okay, yeah. that's what I got confused. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah, but yeah, that's kind of he had a. I think as the uh, when he's the captain, he tends to have a very hot head, doesn't he? I mean, I'm not sure if he's trying to you know be a leader on the team and therefore kind of take that Will Johnson approach to everything, but because no, I think he's he was also kind of fired up. I mean, we were, we were rolling in that game. It, it was nice to you know see some spirit in the team. I think he just got into it a little more than he used to. Yeah, and we'd had two of our guys sub out for injury, so you know maybe yeah. he was just trying yeah. to play things. That was or... definitely a rough game, especially with the. Darren Maddox did get a concussion, didn't he? That's confirmed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because mm-hmm. he just went right into uh, Victor Bernardes' shoulder, which seems very painful because he's a big dude. And then uh, yeah. Adam Quarze went out with a uh, – did he dislocate his finger? Break mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Dislocated, I think, yeah, and it's in a splint, so that's why he can't play. I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing Gleason. That should be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think Quarze has been pretty awful. Um, this season and last, which is, which most of the I don't think he was awful la- last season. I do. I mean, season. if you look at, it, I mean, so here's the plug: AmericanSoccerAnalysis.com. We have expected goals, and he had the. Brought you by. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it was the second worst in the league last season. Isn't he allowed? Um, why don't I just pull it up? Okay, Drew. How'd you pull that up? <laughs> Sarat, how are you doing? How's how's your day going? Well, uh, my day has been great. I mean, I've been outside in the morning here, enjoying the sun. Uh, just had a run away from downtown here. Bernie Sanders is in town, so uh, New Haven is a little bit of a mess right now. 
No, I'm sure. So, college town, white people, they love him, so. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Adam Larson Corsay gave up six more goals than the average goalkeeper, or the usual goalkeeper would have. I mean, I find that Corsay tends to position himself pretty badly. Uh, you know, he comes up a little too too often, too quickly. People are able to, you know, get some cheap, easy goals off him that you don't see a lot of other keepers uh, do. And, yeah. And he's already given up four more than you would usually expect this season. So he's three quarters of the way where he was last Wait, year. Can we? My, I'm just concerned that that's not completely accurate with our, our with all of our defensive fluctuations we've had so far. I mean, I can't remember all the goals, but again, like with Nat Borger is making that pretty uh pretty terrible uh, pull down of Wondolowski in the box. I mean, he, can you really fault them for that type of thing? Or? Yeah. So I mean, it does. It is expected goals does tend to undermeasure counterattacking teams. So presumably teams that are being counterattacked against, which, you know, I think like we that are. year, Mosevia and Goal, um, maybe one or two others uh, could, could you know, fall into that. So it's possible that he's done a little better. That's it. I mean... No, I don't disagree with that. I think he is a, a less than average goalkeeper at this point. But I'm just, I think so far... You can't really say that, that he's – every goal has been his responsibility this season. So oh, far. yeah, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But, again, I'm looking forward to seeing Jake Gleason. I mean, this is his first, mm-hmm. uh, his first actual Timbers game since 2011. Well, he played in the playoffs last year as well. Mm-hmm. Re- okay, regulation games. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's played in CCL. He's played in Open Cup, like, his first you know, regular season game since 2011, which is kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, he's definitely put his time in the second team, and I would imagine – yeah, the crazy thing is, I think he's probably the longest tenured player in the Timbers at this point because he was on the U23s back when we were a USL team. Yes, mm-hmm. he was. Uh, I remember I went to a Timbers friendly. They played uh, Atlas from Mexico, and okay. it, and uh, this I don't know when this would have been 2009 2010, and uh, it, they went. It was a tie after regulation after 90 minutes and they went straight to PKs and Gleason was in goal and he saved like four PKs in the Timbers beat LS. Uh, that said, you know, he's played five games or whatever in his career regular season. So who knows? But, but um, also I think I'm not necessarily rooting for this at all, but with the core you know, quality of keeping and who he is, I feel like if, you know, Gleason performs the next handful of games he plays in, there's, no guarantee that Quarizzi comes back into the starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, it would take a lot because they're paying, I mean, they've invested a lot of money in Quarizzi. Um, but if Gleason stands on his head in the next... Yeah, what, but if... Let's say he, st- he stands on his head in the next four games. Do you really go from the hot hand? I don't know. I mean, just, you keep, the guy was playing well. Yeah, I remember, I remember when, because uh, Gleason started the first few, or, I guess like two or three games our first season in MLS because Aiden Brown got injured. And I remember like being super bummed that Troy Perkins was going to come back and start because Gleason had done so well, but then Perkins ended up winning player of the year that season. So yeah. you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would, I would imagine that they've invested enough money in course that they're going to give him that spot back unless Gleason is absolutely incredible. Which um, we don't know. I mean, the fact is we've seen the little we've seen of Jake Gleason has been impressive. I mean, if you remember the Vancouver game, he didn't have too much to do, but, you know, he handles himself quite well. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, he, I don't think he was challenged that much in that game, but, but, uh, but yeah, absolutely. Should we talk about Sherat a little bit? <laughs> Sherat, tell us about yourself. So, I'm a, well, I'm an Oregonian. Uh, I'm a Timber supporter, and uh, I miss home every day. Uh, I'm out here on the East Coast. I've been part of the East Coast Platoon now for, what, four or five years. Uh, I came out here for graduate school, so uh, I'm a little stuck out here for now. But I'd love to move back one day, and that's my little backstory. <laughs> cool. And where are you exactly? Yeah, so I'm in uh, New Haven right now. I'm studying to become uh, an uh, economist, and I'm getting my PhD in economics. Awesome. So you're going to be Very up there cool. a few years. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is next year's going to be my last year. And oh, okay. Then, uh, hopefully, I'll get a job on the West Coast and be able to see my timbers on a more regular basis. Good for you, man. That's uh, quite an impressive thing to go for. Uh, and uh, so, are you from Portland? Uh, so I'm actually, I was originally born in India, but I've lived in Portland since I was strong years Timbers old. contingent in India. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know the the, the Bangalore division of the uh, Timbers <laughs> Army away. Uh, yeah. You know the international branch. I didn't uh, realize CCL games were played that far away, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, traveling around the world, right? Uh, no, but I've lived in Portland since I was three. Uh, so I grew up on the in Northwest. Uh, and I, I've been going to Timbers games since uh, 2004. That was my first wow. year. Uh, so I think they were still in what was called the A-League at that point, uh, yeah. pre-NSA, uh, uh, North American League. So, yeah, so we went to those games. I was in high school, and uh, I loved those games. I mean, I've been to, you know, Blazers games, Beavers games, but... Uh, you know, these were the first games, like, I was at without parents or stuff like that, and, we, you know, we just migrated the Timbers Army. I'll admit, part of the uh, reason we loved it is, you know, we we're a bunch of, like, 16, 17-year-old guys, and we could curse and, like, smoke bombs. Uh, it was a great time, and that's how I got hooked for life. Very similar to how, how I got hooked. Yeah. <laughs> what you, you see those fans going crazy in the North End, and you're like, what am I doing sitting at half field? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what uh what Timbers away games have you been to? Well, just in the last year, I made it out to Philly, Chester away. That was a little bit of disappointing. Uh, we I came out to Yankee Stadium, so we saw you know NYC FC in that weird uh, Yankee Stadium configuration. Uh, then uh, I went out to Seattle away. Uh, That's a good one. But yeah, it was. Uh, I never actually been to a Seattle away, and it's. You know, it's it's interesting because you know they open up this entire stadium when Portland comes away there, and it's it's incredible. Uh, we we did lose that game sadly, uh, but and then finally uh, the championship. Uh, that was that was probably the best game of my life. There. Uh, I remember uh, we were had a moment where we were singing YMCA in the lesbian or the gay bar. Um, yeah. After, I, afterwards on Merritt's tab. Uh, that was a great night. I mean, we eventually made it out to the, the team's party, if I recall correctly. Uh, don't recall completely everything, but uh, it was a fun night. Uh, we, I mean, that was a great game just because we went up so early and kind of, you know, took the wind out of, uh, uh, you know, Columbus, and they never could recover. And so it was just a kind of a party for all of us the rest of the way. Yeah, we just pretty uh, got a high from the first minute, and we rode it yeah, all the way to the end. Exactly. So I'm gonna throw out the championship because that's the easy choice. What's your what was your favorite uh, away day experience? Uh, other than the championship, I, I you know what the first time I went to Red Bulls was actually quite fun. Uh, 
you know, I don't really recall much about that game, but the best part of it is literally riding out on the path and getting every Timbers supporter in, you know, two cars and just literally shaking the path station and the train as we roll into Harrison. That's awesome. Which, which, uh, was, which uh, game was that? Well, this was, well, I think it was 2013. Okay. I, I, I might be off on the year. So that would have been our second, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. So we we scored twice, yeah, yeah. yeah it was the maxi one. The first time we went to Red Bull, we, we not the first time, but but the twelve was lost three two with two DK goals, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And they called yeah. a PK that. Yeah. Yep. After the bullshit one. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not saying that you know the the end of the game was happening. Oh yeah. Like it was just a great experience, and like that was the first time like outside of Portland I saw like the full forest of like what the Timbers armies could be. There's just so many people in the New York area, and everyone came up from DC. Everyone came down from you know New England. It, it was just a, it was like the first time that I realized you know this isn't just a Portland thing now. It's like you know it's growing across the country at some level. And you are you're going to be at the New England game, correct? Yes, I'm definitely going. Uh, I mean, I don't know how many people were getting. This was probably the worst timing of the game. You know, you have to. Everyone's got a battle rush hour, get off work, run down. It's on the weekend. You know, I think. Well, I, I don't know how the number of tickets sold. Uh, I've heard around 110 is where it stands right now. Yeah, but I do know people who have extra tickets. So yeah, uh, I mean, 110 were sold. I hope 100 people show up. You know, we've got. Six people from New Haven showing up, so I'm happy about that fact. You know, we're pulling more than our weight for a little town. Uh, yeah, definitely. But, uh, so, are you guys going to make it down? I am going to be there. I live about an hour and a half away. I'm getting out of work early, and I'm a. Uh, it's going to Gillette. Going to bring yeah. some beer. It might bring a small grill. Might do some tailgating. Hopefully, I make it in time. Yeah, no, I'm hoping to do the same. I hope it's, it's going to be a nice day according to the weather. So uh, it's supposed to be nice. Yeah. I uh I got a substitute teacher for me. I'm supposed to teach class that day. Got to head out a little early, but uh there you go. You know, have someone else teach intro to econ and uh make it out there. I'll be choosing you guys with the Deschutes from the Irish Channel in DC. Uh, yeah. You will be missed. I pour some out for you, okay? <laughs> I don't pour some out. Pour some into your face and drink it. Go pour it into my That's, face, okay? Sounds yeah. good. It's more respectable to to drink that beer than to pour it out. More respectful to the beer. Yeah, and to me. And to you? Okay. That's what you want, Drew. I'll disappoint. So should we, uh, do you guys want to cut, talk very briefly about the Dallas game, just so we can get it over no, with? I don't want to be sad. Well, because... we can we can relish the good parts, which is that Maxi Rudy is still a very good soccer player. And, yeah, that's um, definitely true. I'm glad he's getting his. I'm still a little confused why we let him go. Salary cap. Money, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you can't say that, like, you know, he was basically replaced with McInerney, who's a little cheaper and has done pretty well. Yeah, but he's Uh, got, what, three goals on the year so far? mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I will say that in uh, Jack's defense on those, like, Rudy tracked him down both times from behind. Obviously, Jack needs to figure that out. She was very... Make sure you specify the jack you're talking about now. Yeah. Oh yeah, good point. The transition from McInerney to Jewsbury. But when I when I it's first name, it's obviously <laughs> it's first name it has jack. to be Jack Jewsbury. Yeah. When it's a salty dog, it's yeah. a salty dog. Uh, in his defense, like uh, I feel like his teammates should have let him know man on. Like it's certainly possible that they were yelling at him, but two times in the first whatever that was twenty minutes of the game. Part of that he's not, goes he's on the not team. that quick on the ball. He's just, I mean, yeah. he, he was kind of playing around with it, you know, keeping tapping it on. I mean, yeah. it's 
it was bound to happen at some point. He, he's just a little slower every year. It's, you know, he's good when he comes on, you know, after 60 minutes when someone else needs to play, but he's not, you know, able to start a game and play all 90 minutes and, you know, keep his, keep focused and sharp. And, uh, it's clearly showing. But to me, it wasn't even just that. To me, it was like, we just didn't look ready from top to bottom. Like, Dallas came out and like, bam, and we just weren't ready for it. I don't know what else you want to say. Like, mm-hmm. to me, this was the worst half of soccer we've played since 2012, possibly ever. I mean, the only one I can think of that might have been worse than this was when we lost 5 0 to Dallas in Dallas. That was might that might have been 2012, too. No, we lose 5-0 to New York. Or, sorry. Uh, no, no. No, uh, L.A., I mean. Didn't we lose... I think we lost. I thought it was 5-1. Five. I could be wrong. That point, yeah. I remember we lost 5-2 to L.A. In a, at home, too. That was pretty bad, yeah. Yeah. I that, was, that was 2012, so again. Yeah. This, is, this has been our worst since 2012, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, and I it was mean, a home game, too. That just made it so much worse. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. Especially because the, I, I felt our performance in L.A. was very encouraging. Like, other than, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the, the random BS of Darrington Agby and Nigel DeYoung that happened i thought we played pretty well i mean i was encouraged by it especially coming off orlando where we got blown out of the water but yeah i, I think any played... result in la is pretty much always good um... yeah i thought we, we were on we were, with the exception of the unfortunate nap Borger's own goal we were probably going to win that game yeah and, and, and we were... especially considering la's form since then i think they've won the last two games since then by double or not double yeah. digits <laughs> but like multiple goals yeah um yeah, I mean, you know, I think part of that Dallas game can be thrown out just because clearly CP was preparing for the next game on a short rest. Um, yeah, you know, Grabovoy is out there, Jewsbury is out there. It's, yeah, well, what should we say? I mean, this is, you know, it's th- three games in the span of one week, effectively, right? You know, mm-hmm. you have one game, three days rest, another game, three days rest. It's Especially with a new rotation. Like, we have a bunch of new guys coming in. You know, they're not really familiar with the system yet. So, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. I mean, let it go, move on, here we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I um, okay. That, oh, last point on the Dallas game. Yeah, I'm go for it. pretty sure we can say that Grabovoy probably should have gotten a red card for that. So his tackle, shouldn't he have? Yeah, I mean, probably. I mean, obviously the disciplinary committee saw it and decided not to give him a retroactive one. But, uh... It yeah, was close. It was bad. Yeah. Uh, but then everything is well again as three days later mm-hmm. after it was zero zero at halftime, I believe, right? And then uh, yeah, it, was a, it was a pretty incoherent first half, you ask me. I didn't think we had a lot of uh, stuff going through the midfield and seemed pretty disconnected. But the second half, man, that was that was something. Well, he came, they came right out of the gate, you know. I kind of actually yeah. missed the first goal. I'll be honest. Uh, you know, I wasn't, you know, coming back from the half, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, quickly paying attention, but I think, what, was it three minutes after the half had started? Yeah, or? yeah it was like the 50s, yeah. I think it was 52nd minute, so it was a few yeah. minutes after, yeah, but yeah. Uh, pretty quick It was quick a great there. Jack, I mean, credit to Jack McInerney, he didn't give up on it, he stayed with it, I mean, that's why I like him. I mean, that was a goal almost from, I don't want to say from nothing, but like that, realistically, the defender should have cleared that out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I mean, it was a classic fox-in-the-box Jack McInerney type goal. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he's a guy that puts those away and that's kind of it that's kind of like all his goals it feels like that you know yeah. all three of them or whatever it is this season they're all just kind of you know right place right time situations but that's part of the the i mean position right you know, yep. you've got to be right exactly where you need to be yep. you got to track those that's balls down and sure. that makes a difference so you know 
it's it's his talent still at some level. Uh, like, I don't want to say that you know he is a, a like for he's definitely not a like for like substitute for Maxi Rudy, but like he's no. coming, he's, he's put up he's put up numbers so far. I mean he's got three goals on the year so far. I mean that that's pretty good. That's not that thing. Oh, it's not like Adi, who's you know tied for first in the league, but that's impressive. That's a good number so far. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, speaking of Adi, two goals, another brace. Good for yeah. him. I mean, I mean, I'm very pessimistic that we're going to keep him for the for the rest of the year. I don't think next year he's with us. Well, I mean, I don't know. He just signed a new contract right at the beginning of the season, so if we do sell him, we're making money. We're going to make we're, some we're, some cashola. That's um, thing. You we, every off season we've had him, we've had. We've had offers from you know the from Mexico and Russia. Or this past year, we had you know Europe, Mexico again. I don't know if we can make another a third year. If someone's going to come in with a big offer that we cannot refuse, especially if he keeps on this track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's a big guy. He's got an eye for the goal. He's always exactly where he needs to be, and he's doing that the little things that matter. He's, he's really grown, especially technically. In the last couple yeah, of years. he's he's a complete striker. He's technically gifted. He's big. He can hold up the ball, and he can finish clinically. What mm-hmm. more does anybody want? Like, just got his first national team call up as well. So. Exactly, he's getting mm-hmm. more national, he's getting more recognition globally. Yeah, and good for him. I mean, he deserves everything that's coming from because he seems like a great guy who's very good. So, good yeah. for him. Yeah, but it's gonna suck if we have to sell him because I don't know who we're gonna find to replace that kind of talent. Well, I mean, hopefully we can get some good money for him, and then. Um, but the shooting part with the money pieces. is. The league itself gets half. They get half the money for not homegrown, I believe. Yeah. They twenty five percent. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so let's say even theoretically, if you make if you're selling it for ten million, you're only getting five from that, which is that's still good money, correct? But like, you're not really investing all of it back into players. But if we get ten million offer, we're taking that. Oh, exactly. Uh, if we get double digits, we're taking it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else to say about this game? I guess we should mention that that PK um, from by Borchers pulling down whoever that was. was oh, Wondolowski. Was it Wondolowski that he yep. pulled down? Um, and uh, yeah, I can't really argue with that. It's a bit of a bummer for uh, Gleason, you know, who just come as a sub what 30 minutes before to to have to face that. But so, can we shut up with the outside backs? We have Cootie coming in. We had Valentin playing in Alvis Palace block because he is also injured now as well. Right. Uh, what do we think about those two? You we know, I th- a lot. yeah. I'll go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I think um, Valentin has looked okay this season. Uh, yeah, after kind of a bad start, not a great, terrible start, but you know, enough to lose Sub-block. his spot to Cludie, I guess. Uh, I think he's done okay, and I would say the same with Jermaine Taylor. Honestly, I thought Valentin played as well, if not better, than Powell has this season. Exactly. So. I completely agree with you on there. I yeah. mean, he had a great game. And especially, I think Cody's second half in the San Jose game was phenomenal. Like, he really kind of got back to what everybody saw when he was playing for Colorado. I mean, he was dynamic. He was getting forward. Technically, he was pretty good. Uh, uh, defensively, he was solid. I mean, he was what we wanted. He's what we expected to get. He is who we so, thought he was. Yeah, I mean, wasn't there like talk a few years ago about him, you know, being called up to the national team? What happened? Did he, did he kind of stall he or something was, for years? He got put into the he got put into the January camp after 2013 from Colorado. Yeah, and then he got traded to Columbus and then didn't start. So, so he just kind of got I, stuck back in the back behind. Okay. 
Yes. I mean, I still think he could be a fringe player if he continues on this trajectory. I don't know. But he's good. I mean, he's definitely a good player. I mean, mm-hmm. if he's playing his peak level, he is – I don't think he's as good as Sevilla was, but he's solid. Mm-hmm. He's only 26, so for and for a defender, yeah. you know, they can go in their early 30s without a problem usually, so – I think I think he's got potential for sure. Were you gonna say something else, Shrut? No, I mean I was just kind of curious. You know what was uh, Clute's you know progression? You know, do we think that you know when Paulo gets back, is he good enough to keep that spot type of uh, deal? Or because uh... Paulo hasn't been playing particularly well before. No, this has been one of his. This is a yeah, very much a, so far through these games. He's definitely taken a step back as a whole. Yeah, he's definitely never been no. I mean, like I think. Again, you gotta expect. I'm gonna go talk about the Orlando game, but he got burned by Kaká a few times. But that's also Kaká. So. Yeah, I mean, insult, we, but he got burned. We've said it a million times, but he's he's got the athletic ability, but then sometimes just makes such silly decisions, and sometimes can't hit the broadside of a barn with his passing. Yeah. Uh, Especially after the when he, once he gets the attacking third, attacking half, pretty much. He kind of loses all of his technical ability. Well, you can't I mean, cross the ball for any, for any like, no, you know, no. for two seconds. Like, so, uh... He's fast. He can dribble. Um... And defensively, he's he's gotten better. Like he can definitely take. You know, he can time his tackles. I mean, I remember his first season, he was getting red cards. I think the first couple months, he got a handful of red cards for poorly timed tackles. But he's definitely improved on that. And you know, I mean. Good for him, that's what you expect, but still, like, the way we play, we need him to get into the final third and put in a decent cross, and he's never really done that. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to stick with him once he heals, just because he's so young and he's got so much potential. Mm -hmm. So even if he's not as good right now as Cludio Valentin, uh, I just think that his upside is so much higher than theirs, because they're both, I think, almost 10 years older than him. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. that I mean, he just well, Cludy's not that much older than him, but uh... Cludy was born in 1990, so oh, okay, okay, 26, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I actually think they're both Valentin and Cludy. Definitely, at, at least their current form is better than Powell. But I think once he's and who knows, this might be a case where Powell just needed some time off to get his yeah. head straight, and uh, <laughs> he's gonna have a chance to watch some games, and so maybe he comes back with a renewed. Um, commitment He's or gonna something be out like for that. The three games. I'm pretty sure they predicted four to six. So that's one. So Got to figure at least another three, the minimum. And then, uh, oh, we can talk with our midfield. I mean, going forward, at least Adi's gone. Or not Adi. I'm sorry. Valeri's gone for the red card. Or just two yellows. Uh, do you think? We, do you think Nagby comes back? I mean, he's healed. I mean, he was in training four days after the Nigel de Young stomp. I mean, mm-hmm. does he come back? Do we, you know, do we continue with the uh, grab boy? I think he's probably in the 18, even if he's not fully fit, just because we're so thin right now, with Maddox also being out with the concussion. Wait, he Is, could come. He can get approved. Yeah, well, what's the what's the concussion protocol for Maddox? Uh, it's, it's a day by day situation. As far as I know, it's day by day. Because my understanding is it's almost definitely he's not going to be able to play. Okay. It's usually about a week situation. So if you think this happened last week, he there's a it's in the realm of possibility that he could play on Wednesday. But again, it's a day like if he's showing symptoms on Tuesday, 
he's not going to play on Wednesday. That's pretty much how it is. Yeah. I don't know. And I, th- I feel like they should err on the side of caution, because if you come back from those too early, then it can exactly. ruin your exactly. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if, if Isn't that why Eddie Johnson sued the Timbers? Remember Eddie Johnson? Yes, yes it is. Yes, it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So pretty much if you don't hear him training by tomorrow, pretty much, I would say he's probably not going to play. I'm recording on Sunday, so if you don't hear by Monday, I, I don't think it's likely he'll play. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how do you guys think we're going to line up that midfield? Uh, no idea. I would imagine it's got to be Jewsbury back in there, right? We have to have start him. We have no one else yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. Jewsbury, you're going to have to have Chara, Grabovoy. Um, well, what's the deal with Espria? It seems like he may have just lost his starting spot, huh? Oh, I thought he got injured. Didn't he get a... No, he's been on the bench the last two games. But, yeah, but wasn't he start not starting because of injury? But if he's healthy to come on as a sub, I mean... Then I would say... Crap. Um, who do we else have as a winger? Because Milano can go in the middle. Jack Barnby. Nah. Well, who else do we have? Do we I put mean, Barnby and Espria N- N- Nico Brett made the bench as a midfielder um, last game. I mean, I'm not sure if I trust Brett over Barnby or Barnby over Brett. I mean, I think they're kind of in the same boat, being inexperienced. But oh. I think you, I think it makes the most sense to put um, Milano in the middle because at least he he's played as a as an up a forward striker before. So I mean, maybe a to false put nine. Milano on top and then not necessarily on top, but you know, maybe behind Adi is a false nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And there's also the fact that Adi will have gone. He went. 90 against Dallas, and then came on pretty early in the second half. Yeah. That seems like they were just trying to rest him. I mean, the, that yeah. was just all those games right after each other. He just, I think he just got too tired after that 90. And they I was, a, I'm very happy that we had a bye this weekend, to be honest with you. Because, I mean, yeah. there's a shot that, I mean, if Nagby can come in, like, he might be okay. Like, I'd expected him to have a broken leg, and yet he was training three or four days after his injury. I mean... The guy's he's, he's like Wolverine. He's made of adamantium. I mean, he's he's not gonna break. Don't say that. <laughs> oh yeah, if you get hurt now, I'm screwed. So there's some wood here. I'm knocking on it. Thank you. <laughs> so what do you guys think? So it's probably Chara and Jewsbury, kind of at the base. Yeah. Um, and then Grabovoy and yeah, Milano. Grabovoy and Milano on top. Yeah. Um. And, or maybe Espria on the wings. Ugh. I mean, I think if Nagby comes in, it'll be pretty lucky. But again, I yeah. think he I mean, I feel, I feel like it's unlikely that Nagby would go from not making the 18 to starting in four days or whatever it is. Um, What's the I, I, early, I, mean. I guess. Yeah. Well, if he's if he's healthy, they'll put him in the 18, and if we really need him, they'll put him in the game. Exactly. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna start him. It's yeah. it's a lot to ask for someone who's. Ankle, I thought, was going to be in two different pieces and on the surgery table. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I think we're all pretty impressed. Yeah. What do you think the odds that we do see Barnby or Nico Rett? I mean, it'd be interesting. I could see. I mean... I, so, obviously, they're both going to make the bench because we don't have any other choices, but starting, I think you have Barnby over Brett. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think, you know, if this game gets out of hand, which I feel like you know, New England's pretty good. Uh, like did, it could you, be. did you watch the New England DC game? New, New England does not look good. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, disagree right. highly with you. I mean, okay. New England's. Yeah, I mean, they look terrible this weekend for sure. 
We'll talk um, about them after, you know, after this part, but... I mean, but then again, we have Rocky a game starts. on Sunday, so I could totally see... And again, so let's say you want Nagby to play on Sunday. I, if you want him to play on Sunday, you wouldn't, I wouldn't put him in in New England. Again, right. maybe a super sub, but right. I wouldn't put him in. That's what I mean. Like, maybe if we're down one or two late in the second half, rather than make a Nagby sub, you know, that we would have maybe we put on... You know, Jack Barnby or Nico Brett, just to try to kill the game, get them some experience, yeah. and try to win on on Sunday. And uh, I'm not necessarily convinced game. that we'll be down one or two goals. I mean, transitioning to a New England, I don't want to say I'm an expert here, but I do watch them frequently. And without Jermaine Jones, they've been kind of crap. I mean, I don't know if anyone's watching the Colorado games either, but look what he's done in the past two games. I mean, Jermaine Jones is a phenomenal destroyer slash box-to-box midfielder who can really impress mm-hmm. the game. And when New England tried to replace him with Gershon Kofi, who we've all, or we're all kind of familiar with, yeah, I mean, he's not going to do the same thing at all. No. I mean, you have Charlie Davies, Fagundes, and Juan Agadello all kind of playing up top. Neither one has any significant production this season, so they're kind of stuck there. I mean, their midfield is kind of like a wet piece of cardboard. I mean, Gershon Kofi's he's a good player and he's serviceable. But you can run through them. I mean, as long as you're playing fast and semi-technical, you're going to run through their defense, their midfield. And then Andrew Farrell in the middle is kind of seemed out of place. I mean, he started out as a left back, and they pushed him to central midfield because he's, you know, he's big, athletic, and fast. But he never really settled down there. I yeah, mean, I liked him more as an outside back. But. Yeah, I mean, if you're... I mean, this is the game where I'm kind of pissed Diego, Diego Valeri got to see a second yellow card, but mm-hmm. this is a game that's meant for him to tear up the midfield. Because, I mean, he can you can take the ball from the back, run it down their throat, through the middle, and score. I mean, I'm not saying it's what we're going to do, but it's not impossible, and that's kind of their weakness right now. Yeah, I mean, and they also have Scott Caldwell, who's kind of a Diego Chara-type guy, who's not going to get... Yeah. I mean, sorry, I mean he's, he's a not, very poor man's Diego Chara. Um He's not going to get forward like Charwell. He's not going to win the ball back all over the field. He's going to stay pretty central. Yeah, they take the same number of shots, which is very yeah. few. Um, but you can you can literally pick this team apart. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I don't know. I think they, they have, I mean, they have so much attacking talent, and I, I think Jay Heath is a good up. coach. They're uh, really not showing up. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, f- I feel like playing crappy on the road is very different than playing crappy on the, at home, um, which they haven't quite done yet. So. They're not playing that impressively at home. They're really not. I mean. All right, so we're gonna win five to zero according to Kyle. This is the worst <laughs> no, team no. the Timbers have ever faced. I'm not. This is not Chivas USA at all. I'm just saying, you know, New England's not playing at their best right now. They're obviously taking a step back from Jermaine Jones. I mean, if you're an idiot, if you don't think that Cherry Davies, Diego Fagundes, Juan Agudelo, you know, their other wingers that they'll use can punish you, I'm saying this is not the, you know. You know, 2012 LA Galaxy. They're not going to dominate you at home. Everything's anything's possible playing them. All right, I I would just throw out there again that we haven't had our best luck um, in New England historically. So it's a tough place to play. Well, it's a cross country trip. I uh, would say we've also been, we've never been blown out of New England too. You know, it's been like you know one or two goal games. I mean, we drew last time we played New England. We lost one nothing, and then we drew last time. We've only played there three times. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so I, I guess say these are games that we get, you know, destroyed in. I mean, they're always competitive games. 
Yeah, the thing about these trips is it's a cross-country trip. The blaze, I mean, the timbers, they've got to go across the country. It's a, it's a hard environment to play in. I mean, the one thing they've got going is the way fans are not going to make a, you know, terribly intimidating atmosphere. So we've got that on our side. But in general, the logistics of cross-country trips, it doesn't matter what sport you play or what team you play. It's going to be hard for uh, a traveling team to pull it off. And I think that just kind of goes in our, you know, detriment. But at the same time, they haven't played particularly well this season at home. They've only won one game. They've tied twice. They haven't lost at home yet, but they haven't exactly played any difficult games at home either. Uh, they're not doing particularly well. They've got eight points so far on their table. Admittedly, there's a lot of teams there on the East like that. And, I, I mean, fa- player-wise, I think we match up relatively favorable. So, you know, I'm cautiously yeah. optimistic, but yeah. uh, that's I the best you can you. say. Uh, I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, the, and again, you got to be wary that they do have good attacking players. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. not – in the realm of, I mean, they could totally beat us too. But again, I like our second team even against them. I mean, I think if we had a hundred percent health right now, I think we'd be a very good matchup right now. But even if I look at like you know, Jack Barmy on the wings and you know, Jewsbury in the middle, I'm still like, we're not out of the woods. I mean, like you know, we can still we can still come through this and you know, maybe with the point or at least we can keep it competitive and that's fine. Yeah, I think Kid's gonna play this pragmatic. You know, put out a team. Yeah. New England's defense has been bad so far this year, so they'll try to um, probably sit back and counter, um, try to find Milano, who was really good against San Jose. He's been um, quite consistent all year, if you ask me. He's been pretty good. Not $5 million good, yeah, but he's, he's been okay. good. Yeah, I, don't know. I think he's been very consistent. I, don't, I haven't seen any bad performances from Milano. No. I mean, especially, I mean, like, and obviously it's, it's nice things like, with the second Audi goal against San Jose, I mean, that was fantastic. I mean, he wasn't selfish. He knew exactly how the goal was going to be scored if he laid it off, so he did. Yeah. I mean, I think I think he played well. Uh, I don't know. I, he seems to be a little better than an average so far this season, sure. but who knows. Um, cool. Right, should we jump into the actual game here? What do you guys? What's what's going on with this tailgate? You guys want to just <laughs> lay that out? That's a that's a great question, Drew. Um, you can probably tell us the exact amount. We can tell you. Uh, as far as I know, the New England front office has not given us too many details on where we're going to be. Uh, in the past, we have been in lot twelve in front of the Trader Joe's, which is in Patriot Place. Uh, I know recently they've used all the lots in the 50s and 40s, which are across from Patriot Place. They're all dirt lots. Uh, that'd be kind of cool. We'd have a ton of space, but they're pretty far out there, and they're not fantastic. Uh, lot 12 was, you know, 200 yards from Gillette itself, so it's kind of nice to walk through. But we don't actually know where we're going to be yet, so I can't really tell you too much for there. As far for an official tailgate, uh Nothing's official yet. Again, it's a Wednesday game, so people are coming out of work. I would be shocked if nobody brought grills. I mean, I know for one, I'm probably going to be bringing a grill. So, you know, there's that. I know I've heard a few people other, you know, bring beer. Again, if we do park in front of Lot 12, there's a Trader Joe's right there that does sell alcohol. So it's pretty easy just to go and start your own tailgate if you want to. Yeah, I mean, I'll be there with a few of us. You know, we'll we'll try to be there. The lot's only open two hours before the game, so. Yes. I've also heard rumors that we're going to be let into the stadium around 6.30, so we might be going in a bit earlier than we normally would for the situation. So you might only have an hour to – there might not really even be a legit tailgate. 
you might, you know, park, wait a half an hour, then we might be going in. Yeah, and uh, the most asked question is, how do you get there? It sounds like you pretty much got to take a car. Yeah, there's, um, if you're French driving in from Boston, Route 1 might be the best choice on a uh, on a Wednesday at rush hour. If you're coming west, you want to take the Mass Pike onto 395. And then, uh, yeah, Surat, what do you think is best coming if you're coming from south? Yeah, so if you're coming from south from New York, I mean, you're going to either, you know, probably just follow the coast on I-95, go through Providence and pull up, but you're going to have to navigate Providence rush hour traffic. Not as bad as Boston's, but, you know. Still enough to hamper you. Yeah, it's enough to hamper you. So, you know, it's just bad timing, especially for people. You know, if you're in New York and you want to go to the game, it should not be that hard of a game to go to. On a weekend, I think a lot of people would come out from New York for this game. But it's almost impossible now. And uh, they're getting everything to keep the number of fans down. I mean, no one even from Boston who's a Revs fan can easily make the game. So imagine if you're a Timbers fan coming from a little further out, it's going to be impossible to get to. Uh, if anybody's in the area, I recommend leaving as early as possible. I mean, I'm going to leave at 3 probably to get there, hopefully for like 6 at best. I mean, it, I mean, just the traffic on uh, on the Mass Pike is always a nightmare around rush hour, so plan accordingly. Yeah, I mean, for us, it's usually 90 minutes there uh, if there's no traffic, but it can be much more coming from Connecticut. Same deal as you guys. Uh, and, yeah, uh, I think they're doing their best to keep the number of uh, home fans away, so hopefully we'll have a lot of Timbers there, you know, kind of drowning yeah, them out as we usually do. That's the Rev motto. You know, don't let fans in. Don't let them have support. I mean, also, if you are intending on bringing any kind of banner, try to make it into a two-stick. The Revs do not want banners. They don't want anything major. If, they, if you're going to even do a two-stick, it has to be no more than two feet tall. Uh, that's including pole. Don't they're, tap the poles. You have to be able to see through them. Exactly. Um, they're pretty much sticklers. They don't enjoy fun or good times or happiness. So there you go. Well, and if, if the away section is where it usually is, which is right behind uh, the away goal, there's usually like, I don't know, 10 empty sections between the away support yes. and the yep. next fans yep. <laughs> that they keep tarped. Uh, so it, it's actually a pretty good sight line. Uh, if you can get past it. It's a nice stadium if it's, if you could fill it up, but there's yeah. no way that's going to be the thing, I don't even think it's that nice for soccer. I mean, I was there when we played, or the, not we, when the Revs played Montreal the last game of the year, and Drogba was there. And they had 42,000 fans, and it did not feel like they had more than 18. Yeah. I mean, the atmosphere is always crap because you cannot keep the sound in the stadium because it's open aired. So it always kind of sounds like crap. I mean, I'm just really disappointed that Boston hasn't doesn't have you know a better support. This is just bad for MLS in general. It is. Uh, the Revs have always been kind of a they're the yeah. last kind of detriment to MLS. Yeah. I mean, and well, I'm a DC person. Here, you're, so. you're getting a stadium, Drew. You're getting a soccer specific stadium yeah. in DC. There's hope. There's there's a bright future ahead. The yeah. Revs are like, we'll see if it's a uh, 2018 or not the 2018. Um, with the 2026 Olympics come to Boston, then we'll build the stadium, and they can use it after. And we all know that there's no way that Boston will ever get the Olympics. So exactly. Uh, well, didn't they? I think the city council voted to like withdraw their bid because no one actually wanted it. Yeah. I thought they were keeping it in. And they're like, well, we'll see what happens. No, they, they withdrew their guarantee for funding. It? Okay. Which effectively means because no, you know, Olympics has ever been funded appropriately, yeah. it's done. Uh, there's no way that Boston's going to put the financial outlays required in this day and age 
for the Olympics. And the thing about Boston too is like, is, can you? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure not too many people listening are familiar with Boston, but it is a logistical nightmare trying to get through Boston at any time of day. I mean, it's an old city with old streets, and it's they're narrow, they're packed all the time. It's a nightmare trying to drive through Boston sometimes. The Big Dig imagine, took a generation. Exactly. Is that, uh, no, that's that's not a joke. That's a thing. Like it did. It took you know ten, almost eleven years, if I'm not mistaken. But like. Can you imagine trying to put the Olympics in a stadium, in a city like that? It'd be a clusterfuck. Amen, brother. Thank you. But anyway, so if you're driving, give yourself ample time. Well, if you are going to be driving, give yourself plenty of time. Uh, if you intend on tailgating, there's a grocery store within walking feet, so you can get stuff if you want to, bring stuff if you want. Grills are included. Our grills are required if you want to tailgate because there's not much else to do there. I mean, they have restaurants in Patriot Place, but you know, most of them are closed on a Wednesday night. And you know, do you want to go to Jimmy Buffett's? I don't think so. Ex- exactly. Or like, they have a Five Guys there that might be open. Other than that, I don't know what's going to be open. I mean, maybe Red Robin, but it's all chain stuff. It's nothing great. It's Patriot Place. It's the only thing to do in Foxborough. Cool. Uh, so, uh, what do you guys think is going to happen? Are we going to get a result? Any points out of this? Sir, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I'm going to say it's going to be a 1-1 draw. Uh, I think they've got some good attacks. Uh, I think they're going to score early. Uh, but I think we'll get one just to kind of salvage what's going on. Maybe Addy will stick his head in. Maybe uh, Jack will come in off the bench and, you know, do something. Uh, I'm not, you know, super optimistic, but I'm not either pessimistic about this outcome, and I think uh, we'll we'll have a decent time there. What about you guys? Drew, how about you go next? Sure. Um, I, I don't – I think it's going to be tough for us to get any points out of this one. I think we're going to look ahead. I mean, we got Toronto next week, and then we're going to Vancouver. I feel like those might be bigger games where – just dealing with so many injuries right now. And uh, obviously the suspension of Valeri came at about a worst time as could be imagined. So, I mean, I would be overjoyed with a point, but I think it's going to be a tough, tough haul. That's fair. I'm going to agree with with Sherrod here, and I'm going to say a 1-1 draw. I think the Revs' defense and midfield is wet cardboard, and I think as long as we can have any kind of pace and cohesion, we can easily get a 1-1 draw. Easily. I'm not confident easily get a 1-1 draw. I'm not confident that we're going to win, but I think we'll at least nick a goal, and I don't see their attack producing too much more than that because they have not done that too much this season. So Fair 1-1 draw is not in, out of the realm of possibility. Cool. Yep. I guess that's all, huh? I have nothing else to say to you. So. All right. Uh, give us a follow in the Twitterverse at TA Field Report. Sherat, do you have uh, in a Twitter or anything you want to plug? Uh, not really. Uh, I think uh, I'm uh, as inactive or as proud on social media as possible. Uh, I think I like Fair it that enough. way. Support Yale um, sports teams. Uh, <laughs> we actually had good sports teams in some things. We won the uh, NCAA Frozen Four a few years ago. So. And you went to the NCAA tournament this year, right? Yeah. Uh, we. Uh, in fact, my students uh, complained because uh, the midterm was a little too close for them. And so, you know, I have uh, m- most of the athletics teams – take some one of my classes, Econ 101, effectively. And, yeah, we had to move the makeup final date so the basketball players coming home could, you know, take it. 
<laughs> we expected them to lose on the first game, so that's why we didn't, you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, cool. I'm Atcher J. Olson. Um, yeah. Give us a rating on, you know, iTunes or something if you feel like it. If you don't, whatever. You know. Do your thing. Well, great talking to you guys. Uh, yeah, thanks, thank Sherrod. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, pre- enjoy the game this this week, guys. Should be should be fun. Even if even if we don't get three points, I'm sure the camaraderie built will be worth. I'll take many pictures for you, Drew. Yeah, <laughs> you'll, you'll feel like you're there. Excellent. I'll drink beers in your honor. Thank you. Toodles. See ya. <laughs>